y'all. Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about season seven, episode three, called The Girl Next Door. Uh, we start out at the Sioux Falls General Hospital. Dean wakes up on a bed looking up at bright lights. The doctor says, hold him down. Dean says, hey. The doctor says, three, two, one, set. And then the doctor sets Dean's broken leg. Dean screams, Ugh. as would I. What That would be like the worst way to wake up to, like in a random hospital with like weird blinky lights going, where am I? And then all of a sudden, oh, epic pain. You know? Exactly. Like, exactly. That would be the actual worst. So the doctor says to Dean, just relax. Dean says, where am I? The doctor says, you're at the hospital. Dean says, which one? The doctor says, Sioux Falls General. A nurse gives Dean a shot of something. Dean says, where's my brother? We got to go. The doctor says, he bashed his head quite seriously. He's gone up for an MRI. Dean says, okay, I got to go. But a nurse pushes Dean back down when he tries to sit up. The doctor says, you're not going anywhere on this leg, buddy. Relax. Then Dean blacks out. I know. Dean wakes up in a hospital room wearing a gown. He sees a sign on the wall that says he's at Sioux Falls General still. Dean says, oh, no, no, no. So he sits up and pulls the IV out of his arm, tries to stand, but falls because his whole right leg is in a cast. He looks at it. Oh, it goes like up above his knee, too. It's not just like below the knee. They didn't cheap out on that one. (laughs) No. (laughs) So Bobby enters the room wearing a suit. Bobby says, you okay? Dean says, Bobby, you're alive. Bobby says, of course I am. Why are you on the floor? Dean says, they gave me morphine a lot. (laughs) He's like, I feel really good. (laughs) So Bobby helps Dean up. Dean says, hey, look, a big monster broke my leg. Oh, wait, the house. We thought you were dead. Bobby hands Dean his street clothes and says, well, I ain't not yet, but we got to run. This place ain't safe. Where's Sam? Hurry. (laughs) Yeah. Get your clothes on and hurry the fuck up. Dean says, uh, head scan. I think Bobby says, meet me at the ambulance dock stat. I'll find Sam. Dean says, wait, where Bobby? I'm a gimp. Bobby hands Dean some nearby crutches and says, uh, what does he say? This is awkward. Oh, yeah, he holds, okay, so he gives him some crutches, says, hey, and then he pats Dean's face and smiles at him. <laughs> and it was really sweet, I thought. It's probably the morphine, but Dean looked a little, like, touch-starved, you know what I mean? Touch-star, oh, touch-starved, yes. I thought you said starred, not starved. Oh, I was no. like, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, touch-starred, I don't know. <laughs> okay, but, like, not for nothing, Bobby is way too perky in this for me to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. Like, Okay, and we find out in the episode, like, Bobby's just fine. There's nothing wrong with Bobby. But he's too, like, oh, okay, let's do this. And ah, ha, 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 you know? And you're just, like, um, what? Your house just burnt down, dude. I know. Like, I was expecting a lot more just of the, even the normal level of grump. He was, like, happy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) He seemed happy. And it wasn't, it was just kind of, like, what's going on here? Something squishy. It's a little weird. (laughs) So we cut to another room in the hospital. Dr. Gaines is washing his hand. The Leviathan nurse from um, season or from episode two of this season hands him a towel. Dr. Gaines says, you've scheduled dessert, I presume. His phone rings. The nurse takes it out of his gown pocket and holds it to his ear. Dr. Gaines says, yes, the Winchesters. So we cut to Dean leaving his room on crutches. His vision, his vision is in and out from the morphine. 
Bobby goes up to an orderly who is moving an unconscious Sam on a stretcher and holds up some ID. Bobby says, hold the phone there, son. Who's this? Bobby looks at Sam's chart and says, yeah, this is the guy. Coverage lapsed. We're shipping him to county. Bobby says to, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, you're going away. Bobby says to an unconscious Sam, come on, sicko. Let's get you healed up someplace a little safer. So Dr. Gaines and the nurse find Dean's room empty as Dean uh, slowly makes his way on crutches. Bobby pushes Sam on the stretcher. Uh, they leave through the hospital. Um, man, my notes are just atrocious here. <laughs> they leave the hospital through the ambulance entrance door and Bobby puts Sam's stretcher in an ambulance. Bobby waits and says, come on, Dean. Through the ambulance side mirror, Bobby sees Dr. Gaines and the nurse come outside and they hurry towards Bobby. Bobby says, balls. Come on, Dean. Come on, Dean. Just then Dean gets in the passenger seat and shuts the door and says, go, go, go. So Bobby quickly drives away. The nurse and doctor run after them for a short distance and then stop. Dr. Gaines takes out his phone. And then we get our opening title sequence. That was way too close for comfort. I know. I was like, they're not going to make it. What the fuck? Yeah. So we cut to Whitefish, Montana, three weeks later. Uh, We're in a cabin. Dean is watching a telenovela while Sam reads. Um, On the TV, a woman is crying over a dead man's body. Bobby enters the cabin and Dean says, dude, Ricardo. Bobby says, what happened? Dean says, suicidio. Bobby says, adios, essay. <laughs> that was like the single funniest moment. I know. <laughs> like, it was so good. He's like, oh. <laughs> I know. Dean is very upset about the TV show. <laughs> Bobby says, well, this ought to cheer you up. And he drops baby's keys on Dean's lap. Dean says, my baby, now I just got to get this stupid thing off and I can drive again. And he pats his leg cast. Uh, Sam asks Bobby, so how is it out there? Bobby says, weird with a side order of bloody. Talk to a few hunters. They're running into the same kind of thing that set up shop at that hospital. Dean says, yeah, and don't forget, tried to kill us at your place. Bobby says, well, consensus is they're, um, they're like shapeshifters, only a lot more into eating folk and nothing can kill them. Dean says, good times. Anything else? <laughs> Bobby says, yep, they bleed black goo. Sam says, like that stuff that came out of cast, those things from purgatory, Leviathan. Bobby says, yep. Dean says, what about those chompers that you and the sheriff saw at the hospital? Are they still making spleen burgers? Bobby says, yeah, I made some calls. The doctor never showed up back to work. Ditto a nurse and some administrator. Sam, 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 Sam starts to zone out and hears voices in his head. Lucifer's voice says, you never left, Sam. Dean says, so they could be at any hospital in America. Bobby says, yeah. Lucifer's voice says, you're still in the cage with me. Dean says, what do you think, Sammy? Sammy? Sam. Lucifer's voice says, Sam. Dean says, hey, ground control, Sam. Sam turns over his hand and we see the wound has healed and he presses it. But not very well. It's still pretty, pretty big. It's not all the way healed for sure. So Sam says, yeah, what? I'm, I'm right here. Dean says, you okay? Sam says, yeah, I'm fine. Bobby says, good. Every last bit of info I ever had burned down. So Dean says, what about this place? Did Rufus leave anything? Did you check the basement? Bobby says, see rations, see rations. Sorry. (laughs) See rations. See rations. (laughs) See rations and dust. I don't think he's been here in years. So I got to go round up my old library. Sam says, I thought you said most of those books were one of a kind. Bobby says, yeah, that's why I stashed copies all over the place. Dean says, and why he built a panic room because he had a weekend off you know i know 
Bobby's the shit, man. I love Bobby. He's great. Yeah. Dean says, okay, good. Um, to Sam, he says, hey, uh, two legs. We're fresh out of grub. Want to make a run? Sam says, sure, yeah. So Dean tosses Sam the Impala keys and says, be careful with her, would you? And uh, Sam, Sam says, yeah. Dean says, pie. Mm -hmm. Sam says, obviously. Like, so, uh, yeah. You don't need to ask me every time. <laughs> so Sam leaves. Dean says, so? Bobby says, so what? Dean says, before you bail again, girl interrupted over there. Any thoughts? Bobby says, looks to me like he's doing better. Dean says, better? What do you mean better? You just saw him. Bobby says, I saw him check out once. That's progress. Dean says, you're kidding. Bobby says, look, seems to me that Sam's head ain't no different than your leg. People heal on a curve. Dean says, not diff. Bobby, I get this thing off in five days. I'm golden. Sam's not a curve. He's a freaking time bomb. Bobby says, it ain't like he's keeping secrets. What you see is what you get. What's so nuts about calling an upswing? Dean says, because that's not how it works, Bobby, ever, all right? Especially not with Sam. The other shoe is going to drop. It's just a matter of when. Bobby says, okay, how about we worry about today's problems? And today we need intel. I'm going. You sit there and stew. I'll check in. Look, you sitting here wringing your hands ain't going to do nothing. Maybe he'll surprise you. Bobby leaves and Dean scratches at his cast. We cut to the Whitefish Mountain gas and sip store. Sam goes up to the counter to pay. Uh, the clerk says, hey, Sam picks up a newspaper. The headline reads, Ice Pit Killer Strikes Again. The clerk asks, you want the paper too? Sam says, uh, yeah, please, here. So Sam hands a clerk a credit card with the name Lemmy Klimster. <laughs> the clerk swipes the card through the payment machine. Uh, we cut to an office. A man named Chet is talking on the phone in front of a computer. Chet on the phone says, yes, sir. Do you see any other strange charges on your statement? Uh, the May 27th charge to Mistress Magda, Magda, perhaps? Oh, sorry for asking. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a transaction alert pops up on his computer screen saying that Lemmy Klimster has used his card at the Whitefish Scash and Sip. Chet says, we're going to have to call you back. Uh, Chet takes out a cell phone and makes a call. So we cut to outside a cafe. Edgar is sitting at a table with some coffee. Chet calls him. Edgar answers and says, yes. Chet says, yes, sir. The Winchesters have triggered one of my search programs. Edgar says, great. Chet says, a shop in Montana about a day and a half, maybe two days from here. Edgar says, so? Chet says, so? Edgar says, so why are you still talking to me? And then Edgar hangs up. Uh, like, we, get on it. Figure it out, man. Yep. So we cut back to Rufus's cabin. Sam comes in and gives Dean a bag of groceries. Dean says, ah, thank you. Sam says, yep. Sam says, where's Bobby? He take off? Dean says, yeah. Hey, Sam, how are you doing? Sam says, fine. Dean says, I mean, you still, you know. Sam says, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm still seeing crap that's not real. But yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I can tell the difference. Dean says, think it's getting better? Sam says, honestly, uh, I don't know. I just know I'm managing it, so don't worry. Dean pulls some cake out of the shopping bag and says, <laughs> where's the pie? <laughs> Sam says, I got cake. It's close enough, right? <laughs> so we cut to nighttime. Dean is asleep on the couch. Sam is reading an article in the newspaper titled Victim's Fatal Wound, Signature of Killer. Then we cut to a flashback. Young Sam, who's played by Colin Ford, who I totally love. He's a good little Sam. He's the best young Sam, I think. 
not not that like the other actors did a bad job i just love colin ford so much no yeah i think he like the other ones did did a good job too but i think he's my favorite yeah for sure so he's sitting on a bench in lincoln nebraska it's uh 1998 he's reading a newspaper and talking on the phone sam young sam says yeah so from what i can tell it's something called a kitsune not much they look human till they spread out claws and stab you behind your ear to get to your brain I don't know yet. Yes, Dean, I realize uh, killing him is important. Maybe if Bobby sent a book in English. I am. No, I don't. No, put him on the phone. Hi, Dad. Yes, sir. I realize people are dying. Yeah, I'm on my way to the library right now. So we cut back to present day in the cabin. Sam puts a note on the table for Dean next to his uneaten cake. (laughs) He's just like, ugh. (laughs) He's like, I'm not eating this shit. He takes the Impala's keys and leaves. So we cut to under a very sketchy bridge. Uh, a man says, sorry, honey, price went up, 55. The woman says, oh, I don't have it. The man says, that's too bad. Maybe we can make a little trade, hmm? Creep. Yep. Then they hear some police sirens, and they both run away in opposite directions. The man gets tackled. He screams, blood sprays, and then we see him dead with blood pooling around his head. Uh, we cut back to the cabin. Dean wakes up and sees Sam's note, which reads, back in a few days, I'm fine, Sam which is not enough information for me. No, that would not be enough information for me too. It's like, okay, so you want to tell me like where you're going? Like yeah, anything like, that's going on, anything. He, he should have said, he should have said, I'm working a case is yeah. what he should have said. That's not what just, he should have done. But did he do that? No. Nope. <laughs> so Dean calls Bobby and says, other shoe. Bobby says, other who? Dean says, Sam, he took off. Bobby says, where? Dean says, I don't know. No, we're good. Bobby says, well, maybe he needed a little me time. Dean says, yeah, but his me time ain't just him. I mean, for all we know, he's road tripping with Lucifer somewhere. Let me hear, uh, left me here like Jimmy friggin' Stewart. Bobby says, I assume you called. Dean says, straight to voicemail. He turned off his GPS too. And he took my car. Bobby (laughs) says, don't panic. Dean says, too late. Bobby says, look, he says it's okay, so give it a couple days just to get the cast off and then hunt him down. Till then, we'll both just keep calling. Dean says, all right. Dean hangs up, and then we cut to Dean holding an angle grinder to his cast, and he says, you're going down, and he starts cutting. He's like, this is going to happen whether I want it or I should do it or not, you know? Yep. I would be so afraid to do that by myself. I'd be afraid because once you got through... Like, well, so with casts anyways, I know that they have like the layer of like gauze and all that sort of stuff underneath it. So you'd have to be like really careful. But like what happens if you're like, you have to push really hard to get through like the actual plaster part of the cast and then you just go straight through the gauze. Like, nope, no thanks. Like, mm -mm. yeah, I've never had a cast on. So I don't know how they take them off. Like, really, do they really take like... Oh, they saw it's they saw them off but they've got like little so they've got like a little guard kind of so it can only go so far down oh you know? okay that's cool so, where the thing that dean has is just here we go <laughs> yeah okay so we cut to a police station sam says to a cop you guys thinking this is another one so-called ice pick killer A police officer says, same MO, can't say I'm too broken up about this one. Sam says, oh, you knew him? The officer says, busted him half a dozen times, real mensch. Sam says, so what's the deal? Killer comes to town, ganks a lowlife, moves along? 
the officer says. It looks like, Sam says, stabs them all exactly the same, right? Behind the ear. The officer says, yeah, no explaining a psycho. We left that detail out of the paper, though. How'd you know? Sam says, I worked a case like this a few years back. The officer says, you think it's related? Sam says, you find anything weird about the brains? The officer says, like what? Sam says, like missing? Mm -hmm. The officer says, huh, good question for the coroner. Sam says, right, thanks. So Sam's phone beeps. He sees that he's missed three calls from a Lars Ulrich. <laughs> he puts his phone away. <laughs> he's like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yep. So we cut to the gas and sip station. Dean goes up to the clerk and says, how you doing? Uh, was there a big guy in here yesterday? The clerk says, that's specific. <laughs> Dean says, uh, I mean, big, like about yay high. The clerk says, yeah, maybe. Uh, brown hair? Dean says, yes, yes, that's him. Do you remember what he bought? The clerk says, snacks, maybe? Dean says, how about a paper? Do you have yesterday's paper? The clerk says, yeah, right there. So Dean picks up the newspaper and sees the ice pit killer headline. Dean says, do you mind? And then he heads out with the paper. Uh, we cut to Sam in the coroner's room. The coroner says, we don't get too many murders out this way, much less the serial. Sam says, so what'd you find? The coroner says, it's what we didn't find. Let me show you. A big chunk of midbrain went missing. Sam says, midbrain? Like pituitary gland? The coroner says, actually, their pituitaries were clear gone. How'd you know that? We cut to a flashback. We're in a library. Young Sam is sitting at a table with a book talking on the phone. He says into the phone, yeah, so they need a studied diet of human pituitary glands to survive. We cut back to Sam in the coroner's room. Sam says, educated guess. Then we see Sam in his motel room, hanging up stuff on an investigation wall. We flash back to, Yem to young Sam in the library. <laughs> it sounded like you were going to say Yemen. <laughs> Yemen. We flash back to Yemen. <laughs> I think I almost said yum. Oh. Yum Sam. <laughs> Yummy Sammy. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Oh, he's got good hair in this episode. And so does Dean. They're Young both... Sam or like uh, old Sam? Old Sam. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he... I like his hair in this season. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's layered just right. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't look too Good length and good cut. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Sam is, uh, young Sam is at a desk marking locations on a map. Uh, on the phone, he says, hang on, slow down. Right, so the victims are located in parks just off the highway, just one per town. That's something. What, I, I'm just tired. I've been looking at this for like eight years. Wait, hang on, I'll call you right back. He hangs up and draws a line between the X's on the map. So we cut to real time in Sam's motel room. He draws a line on the map between some X's. Uh, we cut to a deserted street at night. Sam parks baby and waits. We see another flashback. Young Sam is at an espresso cart outside the library. He says to the barista, triple red eye, please. The barista says, okay. <laughs> Sam sees a pretty blonde girl go into the library. The barista says, triple red eye. Young Sam says, thanks. So we cut to inside the library. Sam reads a book and watches the pretty girl. She looks at him and quickly looks away. He's kind of creeping on her, not going to lie. Yeah. But he doesn't know any better. He's just like, oh, wait, hold on. Pretty. He's like, pretty girl. <laughs> she smiles when he looks away. It's pretty cute. So we cut like, to, <laughs> I know, we cut to old Sam, still waiting in baby. A car pulls up nearby and parks. Someone gets out and Sam hides in the car. Uh, we cut back to our library flashback. Sam takes a book from a shelf and sees um, the pretty girl on the other side of the shelves. She kind of smiles and Sam runs away. <laughs> we cut so to a little, i know we cut to a little later sam is on the phone still in the library 
He says into the phone, you stab it in the heart, stab it, the heart. I said, you stab it in the heart. <laughs> the librarian shushes him. Sam says, okay, are you guys cool? Can I have a normal life for five minutes now? Odin, quick question. How do you talk to girls? <laughs> a few trying. He's trying. It's so cute. <laughs> a few minutes later, Sam approaches the girl who's reading at a table. She's wearing a necklace with a crescent moon pendant. Sam says, um, I just wanted to, you know, say hi. <laughs> and the girl says, no, go away. It's just, I'm not supposed to talk to boys. Sam nods and turns to leave. Um, uh, so he leaves and she follows a, a couple moments later. Uh, she walks away and is followed by two boys. So young Sam follows them. Sam finds them harassing her around a corner by a tree. The girl says, leave me alone. Uh, the first boy says, come on, we just want to talk. The girl says, I have to go. The second boy puts a hand on the girl's shoulder and pushes her against the tree. The first boy says, uh-uh, why so rude? The girl says, don't touch me. The boy says, hey, I said be nice. Sam says, why don't you? The first boy says, butt out. Can you believe this guy? The first boy tries to shove Sam, but Sam blocks it and punches him. The second boy punches Sam in the face, and then Sam kicks their asses until they run away. <laughs> you almost said butts, and you switched to ass. <laughs> it's Sam kicks their butt. No, they're asses. <laughs> it says asses. No, I know. It just sounded like you were going to say butts before you said that. Maybe I was. I don't know. I have no recollection. I've totally blacked it out. <laughs> Um, then Sam says, hi, I'm Sam. <laughs> the girl <laughs> says, I'm Amy. So we cut to current time. Sam is following a woman through the woods. She stops and watches a man struggling to get into his car. He drops his keys. The man says, oh, damn it. Sam comes up behind the woman. She turns and Sam puts a knife to her chest. Then we see her crescent moon necklace. Sam says, hi, Amy. Okay, I think it's totally ridiculous that she'd be wearing the same necklace. I mean, unless... It was something that it was of sentimental value, you know, like. I guess, but it's it's kind of cheap looking. You know what I mean? I guess it doesn't matter when it comes to sentimental yeah. value. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, Amy says, Sam. Wow. Sam says, yeah. Amy <laughs> says, I just never thought I'd see you again. What are you doing here? <laughs> Sam says, I think you know. Amy says, you got tall, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, small talk, really? Let's <laughs> take a walk. Amy says, Sam. Sam says, walk. So they walk, Sam holding a knife to Amy's chest. Sam says, so, same pattern, same victim pool, just like when we were kids. Amy says, no, it's not what you look like. Look, I'm not, I've had the same job for the last six years. I have a house, two cats, a mortgage. I have a normal life. Sam says, you call this normal? So we flash back into young Amy's house. Amy says, ready to play doctor? And she tends, she tends to his hurt face oh, while they no. sit on the couch. The Goo Goo Dolls are playing on the radio. <laughs> Amy says, so you going to tell me? Sam says, what? Amy says, how you kick the crap out of those guys? I mean, no offense, but you're kind of, Sam says, wiry. <laughs> Amy says, exactly. So Sam says, I just watch a lot of Bruce Lee movies. Amy <laughs> says, are you thirsty? Sam says, sure. So Amy opens the refrigerator, which has a bunch of brains in jars Yep. She moves a jar to reach a can of soda. But not the whole brain, just part of the brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just the midbrain. Yeah. You know. Amy says, yeah. Amy says, so you live around here? Sam says, no, not really. It's a cool song. My dad doesn't listen to anything recorded after 1979. So young Sam holds the can of soda to his face. Amy says, does that mean you can't? 
Sam says, I'm kind of stuck in the car a lot. My dad has to travel for work. Amy says, yeah, me and my mom bounce around a lot too. She's all about like, let the, let, okay. (laughs) She's all about like letting the wind be our guide. Sam says, like a hippie. Amy says, minus the peace and love. (laughs) Amy takes the can, opens it and has a drink and then gives it back to Sam. Sam says, we're always on the road. I mean, I've seen the world's biggest ball of twine twice. Amy says, three times, not that big. Sam says, right? And they laugh. Sam says, okay, but be honest. I mean, moving all the time sucks. You're always the newest, you're always the new kid, and everyone always thinks you're a freak. Amy says, Sam, you are a freak. But so was, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix and Picasso. So am I. All the coolest people are freaks. Sam leans forward and they smooch. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> So we cut back to current day in the woods. Amy says, Sam, what I am, I'm managing it. Sam says, you spiked three guys this week. Amy says, no, you don't understand. It's not like that. I'm not just some murderer. I had to. Sam says, why? Amy says, I can't. I just had to. Please believe me, Sam. Sam says, I can't. I'm sorry. Sam reaches into Amy's pocket with his free hand. Amy says, so am I. And then Amy knocks the knife out of Sam's hand and then smacks his head into a tree. He passes out, holding some stuff from her pocket. Okay, Sam is passed out again. (laughs) He's always getting knocked out, the little bugger. Like, keep your wits about you, man. (laughs) Like I said yesterday, wear a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you get knocked out that many times, wear a fucking helmet. Where you go. <laughs> you can start putting stickers on it from the different states they visit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. What do you so when we were watch or when Lynn was watching the episode yesterday, she's like texting me going, Oh my god, he needs to wear a helmet. <laughs> He's knocked out again. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so we cut to the coroner's room. The coroner says to Dean, this is the one he has to see. Dean says, great, great. Uh, Let me ask you, did he do anything to it? The coroner says, no. He just asked a few questions about the other Vix, missing pituitary glands and so forth. Dean says, son of a bitch. We cut to Dean in a parked car on the phone with Bobby, who's driving. Bobby says, Sam's chasing a what? Dean says, a kitsune. It's pretty rare. Dad and I hunted one back in 98. Bobby says, vaguely rings a bell. Dean says, yeah, it didn't make our highlight reel. Bobby says, well, at least now we know he's working a job. Dean says, yeah, but why pull the Houdini act? Bobby says, not a clue. Uh, What are you going to do when you catch up? Dean says, I got a few ideas. So we cut to Amy's house. She puts some clothes in a suitcase and uh, turns some picture frames face down. Then she sees Sam in the room with her. Amy, Amy, excuse me, I need a drink. (laughs) Hold on. Like, whoa, what just happened? I don't know what just happened with my voice, but it was weird. Oh, it's still a little weird. Okay. You're good. Amy says, how did you find me? Sam holds up a receipt and says, you dropped this. Amy Pont, huh? Cute name. You weren't kidding about the mortgage. Amy says, Sam. Sam sees some blood on Amy's hand and says, wait, that's fresh. That's not mine. So you killed again. Amy says, you think I wanted to? Sam says, I think you better tell me exactly what you're doing or I'll have to kill you whether I want to or not. Amy says, I can't, Sam. You know me. Sam says, no, I knew you, but that was a long time ago. Amy says, no, you know me. You know the kind of person I am. 
We flash back to young Amy's house. They stop smooching and Sam puts his soda on the coffee table, but it falls and spills on the floor. Amy says, oh crap. Sam says, sorry, I didn't mean to. Amy says, it's just if she sees it, you know, my mom will be so pissed. Sam says, yeah, it was just an accident. Amy says, yeah, well, she has a temper. Sometimes it's, it's no big deal. Sam says, my dad does too. You don't want to see him when he's drinking. Amy says, my mom, I don't think she's a good person. Sometimes I don't think I'm a good person either. Sam says, you are. Amy says, don't be so sure. Sam puts his hand on Amy's and says, I've been around enough bad to know good when I see it. Amy says, it's just she has this whole plan for me, but I don't want to be like her, you know? Sam says, I don't want to be like my dad either. So we cut back to real time in Amy's house. Sam says, all right, so then tell me what's going on. Amy says, drop the knife and I'll show you. Sam says, show me and I'll drop the knife. Amy says, don't move. And then she opens a door to a room where her kid is sleeping. Amy says, this is Jacob, my son. I've built a life here, Sam. I'm in the PTA. I'm boring. <laughs> Sam says, but you're still feeding. Amy says, I'm the dead. I'm a mortician. I know, not sexy, but you know, health benefits. I quietly take what Jacob and I need. No one gets hurt, but it can be risky feeding like that, especially for a kid. Jacob got sick. He was dying, and the only way to fight it off was, Sam said, says, he needed fresh meat. Amy says it worked. After the last one, his fever broke. Sam says, Amy. Amy says, it's over. Sam says, you can't guarantee that. Amy says, I give you my word. So how is spilling more blood going to help anyone? You could still walk away from this. We both can, Sam, after what I did for you. We flash back to young Amy's house. Sam says, Amy, I, but Amy says, hide. Sam says, what? Amy says, quick. And she stuffs Sam into the coat closet and Amy's mom <laughs> enters the house. Amy says, hey. Amy's mom says, they caught up. Amy says, who caught up? Amy's mom says, a couple of pros and a piece of crap Impala. We're leaving. Inside the closet, Sam can hear everything. Amy says, but mom, Amy's mom says, I'm only going to say this once. I put the food on this table so you would do as you are told or I will let you starve. Amy's mom heads towards the closet where Sam is hiding. Uh, Amy says, okay, gas up the van. I'll pack. Sam pulls out his knife. Amy's mom says, good girl. And she leaves. Amy lets Sam out of the closet and he glares at her. Amy says, awesome first date, huh? Look, I'm sorry you had to got, uh, <laughs> she says look I'm sorry you got to go like this but what's wrong look I know my mom's Sam says no I just have to go I'm sorry and then he sees a jar with a brain in it on the table and gags Amy says I didn't oh. see the gag part I didn't notice that yeah he did he kind of like gulp gagged like, <laughs> yeah he did it was just like a little like it was a little like <laughs> <laughs> it was a little what <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> we could do this for hours and be like so entertained with ourselves <laughs> and you know how we know because we've done stupid stuff like this many times <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> amy says oh that that's nothing that's just sam holds up his knife and amy says sam sam says it's my dad and brother in the impala you're a monster amy says and you're a hunter so you're supposed to kill me and I'm supposed to kill you? Sam says, I guess. Amy says, Sam, I've never killed anyone and I don't want to hurt you. Do you want to hurt me? Sam says, no. Amy says, then run. If my mom finds you, she'll kill you. Just run, please, Sam. So we cut back to real time. Sam opens the door to his motel room and gets punched by Dean, who's waiting for him. Sam falls backwards into some plants. 
Dean I mean, says. that's fair though, but dang, he's going to get knocked out yet again. I know. I was kind of <laughs> like, don't knock him out again. Okay. There's no way Sam is functioning as well as he is now, because listen, like by the end of it, not going to lie, he gets out, knocked out a ton of times. Like, Yes, put him in a helmet, but also like he would have significant brain damage at that point. He would not be able to function if he's getting knocked out. I know, and, and that he's just getting knocked out from like little stuff either. He's getting hit by like supernatural creatures, so there is some power behind that punch. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Holy cow! He would just be a vegetable. He wouldn't be able to do anything. And he still got like a wound on his head, kind of from his like brain injury from the episode before. Yeah, he just get like. What is it with him and his, yeah, I don't know. Do you think they did that on purpose? Do you think they like turn, like they even knew what they were doing or they just like accidentally keep knocking him out? <laughs> yeah. Like, do they know that they're knocking him out all the time? They and must they're kind know. of like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> they must know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we cut to both of the boys in Sam's motel room. Dean says, new rule. You steal my baby. You get punched. The hell were you thinking, Sam, running off like that? I mean, for all I know, Satan could have been calling your plays. Sam gets a can of soda from the refrigerator and holds it to its head. Holds it to his head. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, Dean, look, how many times do I have to tell you? I'm fine. Dean says, oh, yeah, no, you're a poster boy for mental health. Do you have any idea the kind of horror shows I had going on in my head? Sam says, Dean, I left you a note. There was a job in town. Dean says, a kitsune. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. And you ignore Bobby and I's phone calls. Why exactly? Sam says, because I wanted to take care of it. And I did. I took care of it. Dean says, really? Sam says, yes. Dean says, where's the body? Sam says, there is no body. Dean says, why not? Sam says, because I let her go. She's gone. Dean says, you what? Why? And then we flash back to young Amy's house. Sam opens the front door to leave, but Amy's mom is waiting there. She forces Sam back inside. Amy says, Sam. Amy's mom says, I knew you were hiding something. See, we can never blow town without Amy throwing a bitch fit. So agreeing to go peacefully. Well, who is this? Amy says, he's my friend. Amy's mom says, no, he's not. Sam, or Amy says, Sam. Amy's mom says, shut up. What is wrong with you, huh? You that stupid? Really? I already told you, you cannot have friends. This kid is food. Amy says, no. Amy's mom lets go of Sam and backhands Amy. She raises a fist to Sam and says, this will teach you. Her fingernails extend into long claws, but then go back to normal. Amy has stabbed her own mother from behind. Yay. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, she already, you could tell that she already kind of like didn't really like her mom you know yeah, like, yeah. Her, and obviously her mom is horrible to her and like hits her and stuff yeah like I, I don't think it's a it's a stretch to say that she would kill her you know yeah, like, exactly <laughs> so we cut to real time in sam's motel room dean says you never told me that sam says i never told anyone i mean can you imagine what dad would have done dean says so you saw the article in the newspaper and you just bolted sam says it was my mess dean says and you call letting her go cleaning it up Sam says, she killed her own mom, Dean, to save me. Dean says, I hear you, Sam, I do, but look at her now. She's dropping bodies, man, which means we got to drop her no matter how many merit badges she racked up when she was a kid. I'm sorry, but it's that simple. Sam says, nothing in our lives is simple. We flash back to young Amy's house. Sam, uh, Sam says, you have to run, Amy. Do you have cash? Amy nods. Sam says, I want you on the first bus out of town tonight. Amy says, but what about? Sam says, I'll take care of her. Just go. 
Amy says, come with me. We don't have to be alone. We can be freaks together, Sam. Mm. Sam. <laughs> so cute. It is so, it's so sweet. <laughs> Sam says, I'm sorry, I can't. Amy says, so am I. So they cut back to real time in Sam's motel room. Dean says, look, man, I get it, okay? You meet a girl, you feel that spark. There's nothing better. But this freak, Sam slams his soda on the table and stands up. Dean says, I didn't mean... Sam says, yeah, you did. Look, I see the way you look at me, Dean, like I'm a grenade you're waiting for me to go off. Like I'm a grenade and you're waiting for me to go off. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Dean says, Sam, Sam says, I'm not going off. Look, I might be a freak, but that's not the same as dangerous. Dean says, I didn't say. Sam says, it's okay, say it. I spent a lot of my life trying to be normal, but come on, I'm not normal. Look at all this crap I've done. Look at me now. I'm a grade A freak, but I'm managing it. And so is Amy. Dean says, is she? How? Sam says, she works at a damn funeral home, so she doesn't have to kill anyone, Dean. She's figured out how to deal. Dean says, okay, well, then explain the bodies. Sam says, she's done. Her friggin' kid was dying, Dean. Put you or me in her position, we'd probably do the same thing. Look, you don't trust her, fine. Trust me, Dean, please. Dean says, okay. Sam says, seriously? Dean says, gotta start sometime, right? (laughs) So we cut to a parking lot in front of a Biggerson's restaurant. Dean is on the phone. Sam is walking towards him carrying a shopping bag. Dean on the phone says, Bozeman, right, got it. And he hangs up. Dean says, that was Bobby. We hole up in Spokane tonight. We'll meet him tomorrow. Why don't you drive? Spokane! I know, right? So Dean gives Sam the keys to a baby. Sam says, you going to punch me again? So we cut to the boys pulling up to a motel. Dean says, hey, why don't you check us in? I got to hit the candy store. And he shakes a bottle of pills. He says, doctor's orders. Close enough. <laughs> I know. So Sam gets out of the car and Dean drives away. We cut to inside Amy's motel room. She enters and Dean is on the couch waiting for her. Dean says, next time you run, you should change your license plates. Keeping the same tags makes you easy to track. Amy says, who are you? Dean says, I'm Sam's brother, and you are Amy Pond, the Bozeman mortician who went missing. There's people looking for you. Amy says, Sam sent you? Dean says, Sam doesn't know I'm here. Amy says, but he told you, my son. Dean says, I know, I know, but people, they are who they are. No matter how hard you try, you are what you are. You will kill again. Amy says, I won't, I swear. Dean says, trust me, I'm an expert. Maybe in a year, maybe 10, but eventually the other shoe will drop. It always does. And Dean stabs Amy in the chest and says, I'm sorry. He catches Amy as she falls and lays her on the bed. He pulls out his knife, then turns to see Amy's son, Jacob, standing in the door watching, which is just a little (laughs) bit awkward. Yeah. (laughs) Dean says, you got someone you can go to? Jacob nods. Dean says, you ever kill anyone? Jacob shakes his head. Dean says, well, if you do, I'll come back for you. Jacob says, the only person I'm going to kill is you. Dude. Do you know? Dean says, <laughs> He's like completely dead face, like not even freaking out that his mom's dead. He's like, I'm just going to kill you. Yep. <laughs> Stated as a matter of fact, this is what's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> Dean says, well, look me up in a few years, assuming I live that long. Dean holds up his hand, still holding the knife and walks to the door. Jacob hurries over to his mother's body. Dean pauses at the door and watches them. So we cut to the Whitefish Mountain Gas and Sip store. Uh, Chet is on the phone. He says, yes, sir. Sam Winchester was definitely here. Yes, every alias we have for them. And I'll find out where they went from here. I'm only a couple of days behind him. Just grabbing a bite first. Uh, 
The clerk is gagged and tied to a chair. <laughs> Chet says, do you know what I find? Plain old people taste fine, but everything is better with cheese. Everything then, is better with cheese, although I wouldn't eat a person. <laughs> I know. But if I had to eat a person and I had the option to have cheese with them or not, I would pick cheese for sure. Probably, yeah. <laughs> also, I'd probably just eat the cheese and not the person. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but if I had to eat a person, <laughs> yeah, there better be cheese involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Chet pours a hot pot of nacho cheese onto the clerk who screams in pain. Then Chet's face transforms into a huge Leviathan mouth and credits. Okay, so I have some thoughts, and it's been a hot minute since we recorded the first part of this episode. It's so, been like two weeks it's or something crazy. We just keep like things happen. Like I just moved, and it's just been like a whole thing in the last couple of weeks. So this might be a little rough, and we're sorry, but I think we rewatched I the episode. Yeah, we rewatched so it. We so that we it. know <laughs> <laughs> at least what happens, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Anyways, so, okay, first thought, I love how, like, into the Spanish soap operas that Bobby and Dean get, like, it's so, they're like, ooh, what happened next, you know, like, what did I miss, what did I miss? Yeah, that <laughs> was, was really good. Cute. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I just, they're just like, that's the only thing, apparently, that they can watch, and it's in Spanish, and they're like, something about this, ooh, I think he, you know, did this, and oh, like, he's in trouble, or oh, you know, <laughs> they're just like, ooh, ooh, what I miss, what I miss, because that's, like, their only entertainment out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I wonder how Sam, like, did not get sucked into that, you know, if he's just, like, spending his time with, like, Hallucifer. It's, well, yes, that too. <laughs> he's probably a little bit, you know, distracted, but also at the same time, he probably, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he like speaks Spanish or something like that. So he just thinks the whole thing's melodramatic where they like, like Bobby and Dean don't quite get it. And so, although I would think that Bobby, if anybody out of the three of them spoke Spanish, it would be Bobby. Yeah, probably. You know, but like, you know, for school and whatnot, you have to take languages and whatever. And I'm sure Dean probably had to at some point, but didn't remember any of it where Sam is more of the bookworm. So he might've like actually picks them up yeah picked some of it up but he's probably just like oh this is ridiculously melodramatic I can't even get into this plus Lucifer's over here trying to hang a pinata you know (laughs) 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 I love that that uh that picture I see it pop up every once in a while of Sam just like sitting there looking all concerned and it's like yeah Lucifer's trying to hang a pinata but he can't reach the ceiling you know (laughs) but anyways (laughs) um so, okay, another thing, how, like, how do they have all of their cards flagged by the Leviathan? Like, did they just, like, steal them all in the hospital and scanned them all or something? And, like, so they know? It's like, or, like that, or maybe, like, maybe Cass knows all their, um, all of their, ali- yeah, all their aliases. And since they were in Cass, they, like, know everything he knows. That's my Possible, thought on it. But I feel like they would like say that. I don't know. They know somehow. They somehow know. I, the only thing I could figure is that they like somehow scanned all of their information when they knocked them out, you know? <laughs> that could be. So that yeah. way they could like track them, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Which to me makes it seem like they would assume that they would somehow get away, you know? <laughs> right. 
So clearly you're not that good at your job. Like you shouldn't have to have that many backup plans if you think that you're actually going to be able to like follow through on any of your original plans. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's fine. It's but, okay. They somehow know. Yeah. I liked the My Bloody Valentine reference that they did in there too. Oh, I didn't catch it. What was it? It was when, um, oh gosh, is when they were in the cabin. Okay. I just watched this last night and I wrote it down and I have already forgotten. Okay. Cause I didn't catch it at all. They made like a brief reference, I think on the TV or something maybe um, about like my bloody Valentine comes out soon or something to that effect, I think. And it was okay. like, Oh, okay. You know, or something to do. It was like, I want to say it was like a, maybe a commercial or something or a trailer for my bloody Valentine. And I was okay. like, Oh, ha, 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 you know? Yeah. But anyways, I can't believe and, I missed that. It was very brief, but also when they, um, Oh, like when Dean is like waking up on the couch and they're like, and then the, you know, some sort of animal wakes up from lazily napping or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) that was pretty good. He's just like, what? Okay. And it's like, oh, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And like the lazy son of a gun doing nothing. And he's just like, hey. But to be fair, he's got that cast on. Can't really do much. Yeah. And yeah. if anyone deserves to be lazy for a little bit. Oh, for know. sure. Like I yeah. wasn't like arguing. I just thought it was lazy or it was like kind of the funny, like lazy narrative, you know, like yeah. they're making fun of him a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. But like also for Amy, when she was saying that she's got a job with like health benefits and all that sort of stuff. Okay. That's great. But like, can't she not go to the doctor because she's a monster? Like, I feel like we've seen this before. Like, how would you go to the doctor and then have them be like, Oh yeah. Like this is what's going on. Or they like take a blood sample or something. And they're like, you're not right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, why would you need health benefits as a monster? Because it's not going to do you any good. Where How are you going to go to the doctor? I don't know. Maybe Kitsune still get like sinus infections and you know, you don't need, you don't need like blood draws for that. And you no, know. But would medicine work on them since they're not technically human? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe she just wants health benefits to have health benefits. Just I got to nothing. say she's doing something normal, I guess. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Cause that costs money. Yeah. But I don't know. It was interesting knows? though. I was kind of like, Hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't quite understand. It's like, why would that be a thing for you if you probably can't go to the doctor because of, you know, your random, you know, weirdness? What if she but... breaks her leg? You know? Yeah. Eating a pituitary gland probably doesn't mend it. <laughs> probably not. I mean, you never know. You never know. Obviously, it like mended her kid being sick. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's like their, you know their go-to yeah like their cure-all how we fix everything is by eating this specific thing you know yeah I don't know but okay here's another thing too that I thought about with her kid like okay he gets sick that's fine so here's another thing that makes me think that the health benefits are bull because okay if you have your health benefits and you could potentially take your kid to the doctor to get them like to make him better like do 
did she say anything about taking him to the doctor or anything or did she no, just go straight I into- was under the impression that like he was sick from eating like dead brains yeah that's kind of what i figured like right so that's why he needed live brains to not be sick so you're not going to take your kid to the doctor because dead brains are making him sick yeah right like, that would make anybody sick you know? stop eating <laughs> dead brains <laughs> especially of the non-cooked variety yeah well i mean i know like they're that like brain is like a delicacy in some places but like not human brain cooked not human brain but it's still cooked you know like i would assume i think but yeah like what's the point of health benefits if you can't even take your kid to the doctor and like isn't he just gonna get sick again without the fresh meat like possibly yeah and that's why that's why uh, dean was like you're gonna kill again yeah yeah probably which sam was like oh i believe you that you won't do it unless you have to but she'll have to you know that's the thing exactly i don't know that was a whole like i kind of like i don't know about you i kind of felt that even though it was the callous thing to do that dean did do the right thing to an extent because like she's going to have to at some point kill people again I also thought that he should have killed the kid. (laughs) That's the thing too. I think he should have just taken them both out, you know, like whether it's like, okay, yes, it's awful. And like, that's like, they, they're like Sam's friends, I guess, or whatever you want to call them. I don't know what, like technically you'd qualify her as, I guess, a friend. Okay. Listen, like just because Sam kissed her does not mean that he knows her. She was like, you know me, you know me as a person. Like, no, no, there is a lot of shady people in my past that I have kissed, <laughs> but I would not be like, oh, I'm not going to kill you because you're killing people. If I was a hunter in that situation. Yeah. You know oh yeah. I mean? No, there's definitely, sh- <laughs> there's definitely people that I have kissed that I'm like, oh, nope, you ate brains. You're done. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> like, that's it. You know, <laughs> like, that's the end of you (laughs) exactly i'm taking you out yeah Yeah. just because we made out that one time nope doesn't mean that you have a uh, you have a like you know get out of jail free card you know like that's not how this works (laughs) yeah i have made some poor kissing decisions (laughs) oh haven't we all (laughs) yeah but yeah like i don't know it was that that whole thing was just kind of weird and like okay sam definitely has a way of finding the monster girls like what is it about sam that he's just got a beacon to like find all of you know the outcasts you know like (laughs) because sam feels like an outcast himself well and he kind of is one to an extent you know depending on well i guess it depends on what season and you know what his you know storyline is in that season but still you know like he's kind of an outcast most of the time yeah for sure so yeah I mean I get it but it's just kind of like dude like and the thing is is that he never knows at the time he just is like automatically like naturally drawn (laughs) yeah he is to monsters you know like dude what is (laughs) what's going on why are you doing this yeah like how do you just have like a beacon for this you know like oh there's one over here let's go you know let's go kiss this person slash make out with this girl yeah Uh, anyway but i just yeah i I had a few thoughts about this one (laughs) um what was your favorite moment from this episode 
Oh, my favorite moment was when young Sam and young Amy kissed. I thought it was so sweet. Yeah. She, she was like, let's play doctor. And then she was, and he was like, what? <laughs> like, hold on. And then she's like, she's like, no, I'm fixing your face. And then he, they like say some nice things to each other. I can't remember what. And then they, he just like goes for it. It was super cute. It's just like super innocent too. It was. You know, like yeah. it's like the whole, like you're a monster and I'm a normal person and nobody cares because nobody knows. And we just, you know, go from there, you know. It was sweet. I also really liked when um, Sam was, young Sam was in the library on the phone with Dean and he was like getting off the phone with him. And then he was like, oh, wait, Dean, how do I talk to girls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cute. I liked yeah. that. He was just like, I'm trying really hard and I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and then I'm looking away. And that's my strategy. <laughs> I know. And that's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite moment? <laughs> Mine was when Dean and Bobby were watching the Spanish soap opera and, you know, Bobby's like, Ooh, what did I miss? And all that sort of stuff. And Dean's like, like he committed suicide. And then Bobby's just like, adios, eh? essay. <laughs> so funny. He was just like, I don't know why that, like, that was so funny to me, but he's just like, adios, essay. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay like okay cowboy that was happening here yeah yeah but it was kind of like old western to me slightly mm-hmm. for some reason I don't know it just kind of reminded me of like an old western you know uh, adios essay you know yeah anyway whatever so that was my favorite moment <laughs> um our interesting facts from this episode if I can find them again because apparently I- oh here we are okay so it says um jewel Oh, States character is named Amy Pond, um, a nod to the Doctor Who character who from 2005, who is seen as both a child and an adult. I love Amy Pond on Doctor Who. I think she's my favorite companion and um, she's just this sassy Scottish girl. You're really going to like her when you get to her. Yeah. She's hilarious and knows exactly what she wants. And she's just so funny. So it was really cool to see the uh, nod to Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen, what, two episodes now of that? So I've I don't got a long ways to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's she's with the, um, with the 11th Doctor and you've seen the 9th Doctor. So. Two episodes of the ninth doctor. Yeah, two episodes of the ninth doctor. That's right. Yeah. He's only got like 10 episodes or something and then he regenerates. So yeah. 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 At some point I will watch that, but <laughs> you'll have a few it. other things to do first. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so it says this is the second episode of Supernatural directed by Star Jensen Ackles. Oh. Um it says in the scene where Dean is at the convenience store, the man behind the counter is wearing a shirt of batman under the red hood from 2010 um which starred jensen ackles as the voice of red hood mm-hmm. um it says when dean calls bobby to tell him that sam left me here like jimmy stewart um it's a reference to hitchcock's film rear window from 1954 where jimmy's character is stuck in a wheelchair while his girlfriend checks out a suspected killer's apartment okay um it says over the loudspeaker in the hospital, Dr. Todd. Oh boy, Aronier. Okay. R- R- it's A R O 
N-O-U-E-R, I'm not sure how to say that, um, is Paige, and it says he is one of the show's producers. Oh, cool. Um, It says when the Leviathan credit card account is on, or accountant is on the phone with a customer, he mentions a charge to Mistress Mistress Magda um, in the episode Supernatural uh, Swan Song Swan Song from 2010. Swan Song. What? I can't even do this right now. I can't speak English. Um, It says when Dean calls Chuck, um, he answers thinking it's Mistress Magda. I caught that reference. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, It says the skate park where the drug dealer is killed is the same one used in the filming of Deadpool from 2016 during the scene when the young girl hugs Wade after he deals with Jeremy the pizza guy. Oh, I don't remember that. Where's that pizza man? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've seen Deadpool. I've seen both Deadpools, but I don't remember that. So I think I've only seen each film like once, so. Yeah, no, me too. I, 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 it's, I I don't remember that either, like at all, really. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we own those movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) And that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. um it says dean is laid up in the cabin with a broken leg Um, a documentary is playing on tv as dean is waking up on the couch uh the narration is the same as that playing in supernatural dead men don't wear plaid from 2010 which is season five episode 15 um when benny sutton is sitting in a reclining chair uh, while being stalked by clay thompson who has risen from the grave to kill him Oh, okay. I do kind of remember that. I do too. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know it was the same one, but yeah, that's cool. Um, it says Dean's missed calls appear on Sam's phone under the name Lars Ulrich. Um, Lars Ulrich is the drummer for the band Metallica, mm-hmm. which you would think that if it's Dean calling Sam, that they would just have it listed as Dean or Sam, not, but although they have multiple phones. So my guess is that that's like one of his phones. Yeah. Rather okay. than like his main one, maybe or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it says Nico McOwen, um, the actor playing the red haired bully that accosted young Amy previously, portrayed Lucas Barr in the, epi- or the season one episode, Supernatural Dead in the Water. I thought he looked familiar. He's, yeah, he's the kid who Dean like saves from the water at the end yeah is it that one yeah okay it's definitely the same guy yeah okay i didn't know that yeah i didn't catch that like it makes sense now but i definitely didn't catch that Mm -hmm. um it says two movies featuring two of the series actors are subtly referenced near the beginning of the episode um the first one is my bloody valentine from 2009 starring jensen ackles um it's an advertisement that's playing on the tv when dean is sleeping um and the second one is girl interrupted from 1999 in which misha collins had a minor role um dean calls sam that when talking about his deteriorating sanity mm-hmm. i caught um, the girl interrupted one yeah although i don't remember misha in that episode or in that movie because i saw that movie when it came out so yeah I, i've never i've never seen it <laughs> i just Go remember figure. thinking it was okay you yeah. know yeah it was like eh, i don't need to see this ever again the only thing that i know that i've seen misha in other than supernatural because i've seen all of the original charmed oh yeah and i know he was in that and i kind of like vaguely like i've seen pictures of him I'm like oh he's that guy but i didn't know who it was at the time right so mm-hmm. like and he was in not a ton of episodes i don't think so i i kind of want to like go through and rewatch charms just to like see misha in it like young yeah misha in there. 
Yeah, so. me too. But I don't know. I it was good and I watched all of it, but like I don't remember much from it, which makes me think that maybe it wasn't that entertaining. You know? <laughs> I I don't think I ever need to really watch it ever again. Like yeah. I, I would watch the episodes with Misha just to like see Misha. But other than that, I was just kind of meh about it. it yeah, was kind like, of like a time waster, you know? Yeah. And I think that's honestly probably why I was watching it at the time because it was a time waster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got so many other things that I need to watch currently that mm-hmm. I can't justify rewatching something that's kind of like eh for something that I actually like should start from the beginning or whatever, you know? Right, right. Um, anyways, um, it says it was established in the season five episode Supernatural Fallen Idols from 2009 that Dean cannot speak Spanish. However, Dean is seemingly following the telenovela he's watching in the first scene in the cabin. Um, The implications are that the antenna television in the cabin can only receive signals from a Spanish language TV station. And since that's all Dean has been able to watch during the three weeks there, he's picked up a good deal of the language. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're, that's the thing is like immersion learning is the best, you know, like if you go and drop yourself off in a country that doesn't speak English and you have to figure out your way, like you're going to learn the language pretty quickly because you have to, you know? Yeah. But if you, you know, are just trying to learn it off of a book and, you know, trying to do the, you know, vocab and all that sort of stuff, and you're not actually like actively using it, mm-hmm. you're not going to learn it as fast. Yeah. You know, or if you learn it at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it says um, the name on Sam's credit card was Lemmy Kilmeister. Um, Lemmy was the lead singer of Motorhead. Okay. Um, it says in the hallway of the hospital, when Bobby is wheeling Sam out of the stretcher or out on a stretcher, Bobby says Sam's medical insurance was lapsed and called him sicko. Um, sicko from 2007 is also a Michael Moore documentary about economic disparities in the American healthcare industry. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the American healthcare injury is, uh, or in, the American healthcare industry, not injury. Well, it practically is an injury. Let's be yes, <laughs> little bit broken um but as is you know a lot of things so there's that but mm-hmm. um it says jewel state also played a character named amy in season three episode eight of the x-files from 1993 titled uh the x-files oblet oblet i don't know oblia yes from 1995 i'm like i don't know what this is i'm guessing it's french maybe um, just cause it seems to, I don't know. I think a lot of French words have a lot of like vowels in them. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like guess that it's a French word, you know? Yeah. Um, it says Nicholas Harrison plays a cop in this episode. Um, he previously appeared in supernatural faith, um, from 2006 as a spirit and supernatural's hell house from 2006 as Mordecai Murdoch. Oh, Okay. Which I did not catch that at all. Who was he in this episode? A cop. A cop. Okay. Yeah, I did not catch that at all. I would guess he's probably the one. Well, the only cop that I am remembering currently was the one that took Dean to the, or not Dean, took Sam to the morgue. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm not, I can't picture his face though. So I can kind of picture his face but I did he didn't look familiar to me yeah uh-uh. like I didn't catch that at all <laughs> yeah um 
Um, it says <laughs> of all the broken bone injuries, broken leg bones generally take the longest to heal. Um, judging from the cast that Dean is wearing, his leg is broken above the knee or just below the knee. It wouldn't. Okay. Here's the thing. Whoever wrote this, because IMDB, anybody can write in this and yeah. his cast only was from the knee down. So it went a little bit above the knee. I thought it was just from like the knee down. No, it definitely went above the knee. I remember. Okay. Um, so anyways, so it says judging from the cast Dean is wearing, his leg is broken above the knee or just below the knee. But the thing is, is if it was broken above the knee, his whole leg would be casted. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah there's just, only like four or five inches above the knee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could be just below the knee for sure, but not above. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it says, and the break was bad enough to warrant a doctor realigning the bone. Um, even mild fractures take six to eight weeks to heal. Severe breaks could take anywhere from three to six months to heal. Um, Dean and Sam can't have been in the hospital very long because the Leviathans would have eaten them. <laughs> also, yeah. when Dean's leg is being dressed and the doctor mentions that Sam has been taken for a head scan and indeed, indeed Bobby intercepts Sam being wheeled back into his own room, indicating that the boys can only, this is, not written very well, indicating that the boys can only have been in the hospital for several hours. Um, The caption reveals that they have been in the cabin and whitefish for three weeks. Um, And Dean says to Bobby that his cast is coming off in five days. This is biologically almost impossible given all the other factors. So yeah, there's no way that he would have been functional at that point, but Hey, listen, folks, it's called Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just kind of is. Um, so it says the Leviathan pouring the melted cheese on the store clerk may be referencing a scene in Game of Thrones from 2011. Um, the title is called A Golden Crown, um, which aired earlier in the same year where a main character is killed in the same manner, albeit with melted gold instead of cheese, which that was a rough one. To be fair, the guy totally deserved it in Game of Thrones. Like mm-hmm. it was the brother who was like so obsessed with power that like he just all he wanted, he was like, I'll give you my sister as a trade for like a crown and some land. You know, like he was so obsessed with power that he was willing to sell off his sister to wow. you know do to get what he wanted, you know. And he's yeah. like all about like, oh yeah, I am this all powerful. It's like you have nothing like you literally have nothing you have to sell your sister off to get anything and you're telling us you're this all-powerful thing but basically they killed him by pouring a pot of like molten gold over his head and it's like here's and the guy was like a crown for a king and like dumped all this like gold on him and like fried him you know but it was like it was kind of like gross to watch because he's like you know boiling alive essentially and like he like falls to the ground and it was like thud because his head like hits the ground and it's all covered in gold or whatever. But like, it was a fitting death for that little. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> okay. Game of Thrones can be a little rough sometimes. Yeah. It sounds like, but like it's, it was still, it was still pretty good. I did not love the ending like most okay. people, yeah. but you know, if you're my recommendation is if you're going to watch game of Thrones, just, don't put too much stock into the last season because you're not going to be thrilled with what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so our research from this week is um, on Kitsune, which this is off of mythology.net. Um, 
and it says, um, so it says, what is a Kitsune? It says it's a magical, immortal, and incredibly, or it says what's magical, immortal, and incredibly adorable, that Kitsune. Um, these legendary foxes have been delighting Japanese people for centuries, whether by celebrating a wedding with fox fire, um, lanterns, or making the village jerk run through the streets naked and give all his money away. <laughs> <laughs> But the Kitsune aren't all fun in games. They can be incredibly wise and incredibly dangerous too. So it says for characteristics, the physical description is it says newborn Kitsunes could easily blend in with a litter of average foxes. They must gain their magical looks along with their magical powers over time. For example, every hundred years, a Kitsune grows a new tail. He can have up to nine tails total. In his later years, his red fur might begin to turn gold and then finally white. Um, when the kitsune reaches its 100th birthday, he can begin shape-shifting, a trick that makes describing him very difficult. Um, these magical foxes love to take human forms. They tend to go for shapes that command maximum respect, an elegant young woman, or a wise old priest. If they're in a troublemaking mood, they can also pose as humans they've seen before, um, a prince who can command an army or an enemy who needs to be humiliated. <laughs> Luckily, the fox's disguise is rarely perfect. If you catch him off guard, you might catch a glimpse of his bottle brush tail. Some of the oldest and most powerful kitsune can take on other shapes as well. They've been known to appear as impossibly tall trees and second moons in the sky. Some of them can even disappear. But no matter what shape a kitsune takes, there will be always one giveaway. He must keep his uh, hoshi no tama. I'm not sure if I said that right. Um, a glowing ball or iridescent gem with him at all times. The ball contains his soul and without it, he will go grow powerless and die. In human form, kitsunes usually wear their hoshi notamas as amulets, but in fox form, they carry the magical balls in their mouths or fasten them to their tails. For personality, it says no two kitsune are exactly alike and all of them are complex characters. Their high intelligence and boundless creativity make them hard to predict. <laughs> Still, they can be broadly split into two groups, the Zenko and the Yako. Um, the Zenko are good foxes who serve Inari, the goddess of rice and prosperity. Um, Zenko often appear as priests to bring wisdom to humans. They might also bring messages to rulers or become the guardians of specific households, bringing the family's wealth and happiness. Finally, they, dis they settle disputes between humans and bad foxes, usually taking the human side. Uh, the Yako are bad foxes. While Zanko foxes can be mischievous, Yako foxes can be downright destructive. They ruin reputations, steal valuables, and even lure travelers into deadly traps. Most of the time, the Yako target arrogant or lazy people, but they've been known to harass innocents as well. <laughs> um, uh. It says many kitsune, both Zenko and Yako, seem to have a romantic streak as well. Disguised as beautiful young women, they frequently intermarry with humans. Most kitsune prove to be affectionate and loyal wives, although the marriage usually ends with the kitsune being chased away. A few kitsune may seduce men only to rob them or place them in humiliating positions after they've fallen asleep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ugh. It says when two kitsune marry, they host elaborate wedding celebrations, which may include conjuring up magical foxfire lanterns or calling rain down from a clear blue sky. For special abilities, it says Kitsune are incredibly magical creatures. Their powers are limited only by their imaginations, which considering the Kitsune's lively imagination means they are hardly limited at all. <laughs> 
They specialize in the art of illusion. Um, Shape-shifting is just the first of many skills in this area. As well as transforming their bodies, these magical foxes can transform the world around them as well. They can make decadent mansions and dreamy gardens out of a graveyard. They can conjure up masses of silver and gold, which turns back into grass in the morning. And they can spend years in a human shape without ever being identified as a fox. Um, Kitsune also have psychic powers. Um, they can take possession of human bodies, usually to humiliate a person who has wronged them by making them run through the town naked, <laughs> give all his money away, or eat huge amounts of food until he grows fat. <laughs> As a less drastic measure, a Kitsune might enter a human's mind while he's sleeping and deliver a message through a dream. Hmm. The Kitsune also have miscellaneous other powers. Um, some can fly, some can breathe fire, and some can control the weathers, and others can see the future. Um, it says for their origin, it says, like many aspects of Japanese culture, the Kitsune were inspired by Chinese who told tales of magical nine-tailed foxes called Huli Jing. Um, Kitsune first debu uh, debuted in Japanese literature in the 8th century, and their legend has never faded since. They can be found as statues around ancient shrines for Inari, on calligraphy scrolls by Jap or Japan's finest artists, and of course, in thousands of folktales. Um, it says Japanese people believe in their magical foxes well into the 18th century, or believed in their magical foxes well into the 18th century. Um, special tofu recipes were invented as offerings for the foxes who lived around Inari's temples. Um, families kept foxes as pets, believing the foxes would bring them wealth and success. Um, some families who were believed to be descended from Nyako foxes were ostracized by their communities, and many cases of mental illness were described as kitsune suki or possession by foxes huh. um so for modern appearances it says the charming kitsune have not lost their hold on japanese culture in fact their lore has spread around the world um, since foxes are such adorable creatures they are most popular in visual entertainment like comics anime and video games um, and they appear in naruto pokemon animal crossing zelda and mario mm -hmm. so they're kind of, they're all over the place. Foxes are really cute. Foxes and they're so are fuzzy. Have you ever <laughs> seen like videos of foxes? Like they kind of like, they almost like laugh, you know, like, huh. oh, it's, it's cute. Like somebody will like, you know, like pet them or like scratch their belly and they're like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, Aww. oh, they're so cute. That does sound cute. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, that's a. They're, they're cute little buggers and yeah. they look really, really fuzzy. And I'm sure they are because people have, you know, used them for fur and all that sort of stuff for a long time. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. So anyways, um, what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Okay. So this was like a month ago. So bear with me while I try to remember <laughs> the details. Um, I had a headache for a couple of weeks, which I was like, I totally have a sinus infection. You know, uh -huh. like, like I'm snotty. There's like blood coming out of my nose. That's you know not good. I mean? Yeah. It was just like, you know, I, I have a sinus infection. I'm prone to sinus infections. I know what <laughs> like it feels like. I know like. this is what it is. I have a fucking sinus infection. So yeah. I couldn't get into my regular doctor. So I just went to urgent care one day mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, you have the coronavirus because this headache that you have and you're describing 
um, is exactly the type of headache that you get with the coronavirus, you know, like, like also for sinus infections, I know they're like the things that are helping it and the things that are not working for it. That's classic coronavirus. Like we're going to test you. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, go ahead and test me. I've heard of uh, some people who thought they had sinus infections who it did turn out to be the coronavirus. So, Mm -hmm. you know, might as well cover your bases there. Right. Yeah. So they test me. And they're like, you'll get your um, results back within like two or three days, but mm-hmm. we're positive you have the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but like, what about a sinus infection? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, can we just go with like the, I've had many sinus infections and this is the same exact thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh no, you know, you have the coronavirus. So, so I leave and I come home and I'm like, Eric, like, they think I have the coronavirus. Like I won't know for like possibly three days, like what should we do? Mm-hmm. You know, cause Killian has school in the morning that I have to do. Cause Eric works the night shift. So he sleeps through Killian's school time. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric works until like one in the morning and then plays freaking video games until like three in the morning, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So I let him sleep until like 10, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, he, so I'm like, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, I think that you should probably isolate, you know, like until we get your, you know, your results back. And I'm like, I was just like licking you earlier today. Like, <laughs> like I'm pretty know? sure that we're all doomed if this is what, you know. Yeah. And Killian, when Killian gives you a kiss, it's a very wet kiss. You know oh, what yes. I mean? Like he's not a dry kisser. He's never <laughs> been a dry child to begin with. He's always <laughs> been a drooly kid. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I'm like, if I have it, we all have it. But like, but obviously like, you know, it's smart to isolate just in case. Right. So, yeah. So they stuck me in the room and anytime I came downstairs, everyone would frantically put on a mask and, (laughs) and I was like, this is going to be great. You know, I'm going to like watch all these TV shows. Like, yes, I have a headache and probably a sinus infection, but like I get some time to myself. (laughs) I get a weekend, you know, (laughs) I know I get, I get like, like two to three days to like watch all my TV shows that I've been meaning to watch for how old is Killian for the last six years, right? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I can like, finally catch up. I can do this, right? So <laughs> six seasons later, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was doing. I was like watching shows and I, you know, slept by myself or slept on the couch. And I, you know, he didn't get very much sleep because he had to do Killian school and he had to work and yeah. Well, he didn't have to fully work. Like um his his manager let him like work after Killian fell asleep yeah so he was having like a quarter days just to deal with it but he still had to stay up late yeah so anyway so after about 24 hours I decided to check uh, my my chart to see if my test results have been in even though they said it would take two to three days Mm -hmm. and guess what they were there and I did not have the coronavirus (laughs) no it's just a freaking sinus infection like I thought it was a freaking sinus infection so (laughs) I had some um, antibiotics that my dad had gotten me from Mexico so I just was like fine I'll just take these you know Mm -hmm. so that's what I did yeah I get rid of my sinus infection guess what folks it got rid of my sinus infection (laughs) turns out it's not COVID you know not everything is COVID folks you can't just be other types of sick yeah but I was just like when I found out my test results I was like I was like right in the middle of an episode of Bridgerton oh no I know and I was like "Mm, like do I 
finish this? Do I? Okay. And like in the middle of an episode means you've got another half hour. Like they'll be able to live for another half an hour so you could finish the episode. Yeah, I did. I did finish it. Good. (laughs) It was a good one too. It was the one where they finally had sex. They got married and had sex. So I was like, I was like, I can't just stop this and be like, I'll get get back to you. This train's already rolling. We need to go with it. I know. I was like, I need to know what happens. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Uh, I don't have the coronavirus. So <laughs> that was my, that was my idiot moment. What was your idiot or aspect moment? So mine is kind of, you know, doctor related. So I've been trying to like, you know, go in and just like do my physical and, you know, do like now that I've like moved like five or six times or whatever it is in the last like three years, I'm like, okay, now that I'm like in a spot where I think I'm going to be for a while, I need to like set up a doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was going through, it took me like an hour and a half of like going through these stupid websites and like putting in my birthday and all this sort of stuff and them going, oh, well, you know, we don't see anybody who's like over the age of 18 because they're listed as like, you know, a pediatrician and a family medicine and this or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, you know, like. So it seems like they should see people that aren't just, you know, like, but apparently they're mostly a pediatrician, right? Which yeah, they, they fine, they but say like family medicine, if they're, yeah, not. they shouldn't say family medicine. If you're a pediatrician and you're only seeing, you know, ped folks, you know, fine, yeah. whatever. But like, you know, like not that there's anything wrong with that, but like makes it a little bit more difficult. And so finally I like after an hour and a half of going through and being like, okay, like who can I see? Where can I go? And like, you know, you'd finally get somebody who was accepting new patients and, Mm -hmm. you know, could see you, but then they didn't have any appointments available. And it's like, okay. So this was like a month ago at this point that I finally found an appointment for like April 22nd. And today is the beginning of March So it's like, holy cow. So in like, you know, two and a half ish or whatever months I can finally go and see somebody, you know, which, I mean, it's not like I need to go in for anything urgent, but it's just kind of one of those like, holy cow, you know? So that was my idiot moment or my aspect moment is just this whole system is just kind of screwy. And it took me forever just to like, it's always like that when you're a new patient, you know, it's always a couple months away for some reason. Yeah. So sucks. I mean, fine, whatever, but it was kind of a, it was kind of a process. So it was, it was just frustrating. There was nothing like horrible about it, but it could be a little bit more concise, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But anyways. Well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at itches and aspects podcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under idgits and aspects, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your idgit and aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.